We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app welcome to overnight america with ryan Recker on kmox sponsored by michael's flooring the flooring experts michaelsflooringoutlet.com It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight. So come and join the people, and I'm feeling alright. He run over not America. America. So nice. Welcome back. The last couple hours of the show before we take a weekend break. I always get a few days off. Isn't that nice? I get to enjoy the weekends. Hopefully get to enjoy the weekends. I'm sure just like you, that's always up in the air. Next week, I have one day off. I think next Tuesday. And then following that, I have the week off for Thanksgiving. Ooh, wow. So I heard our newscast here, Sean Michael Lyle, bring up the tweet from Mayor Lida Krusen, and I thought we could read that here. And this just came out an hour ago. It says, effective Saturday, November 14th, all private gatherings in the city of St. Louis with more than 10 people are prohibited over the last few weeks, especially after Halloween. It's no secret we continue to see a resurgence of new COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations. All right, so here's the health commissioner order number 15, which she put inside of her tweet. And it says, effective midnight on November 14th, continuing until it's extended, rescinded, or superseded. It says, my intent is to ensure... Uh, I got to I gotta get better prescription because I have to lean into my computer to read this. Sometimes these pictures come in pretty small. It says, my intent is to ensure that the maximum number of people and businesses take prudent precautions to reduce the exposure to and slow the spread of COVID-19. All provisions in this order shall be interpreted to uh, effectuate this intent, whereas a resurgence of COVID-19 greater than 10% in the St. Louis greater area, uh, moving average of COVID-19 hospitalizations in the regions has increased to over 550 and 90% of more uh, inpatient and ICU beds in the Metropolitan Task Force hospitals are occupied. Uh, then they say hmm, 50% of the new cases occurring are people in their 20s and 30s. Order 15 has been adopted to limit private events in the city of St. Louis. It says previous orders 8, 9, 11, 13, and 14 remain in effect. Private gatherings such as house parties, dinners, celebrations, and social events with more than 10 attendees are prohibited. Hmm. Celebration, social events, dinner. So is that Thanksgiving? 
are they putting this in where you could find yourself in legal trouble for gathering the family for Thanksgiving? Is that a possibility? Says in recommend uh, recommended that such gatherings be limited to no more or one or two households and that those households remain consistent so that the event of the individual becomes COVID positive. The individuals exposed could be more easily traced. Applies to day to day operations such as businesses, schools, institutions of higher learning and government offices. Uh, all operations include subject to limitations uh, re- uh, required to wear face mask coverings, uh, maintain a distance of six feet, ensuring employees practice appropriate hygiene measures, including regular thorough hand washing with soap and water and use hand sanitizer with at least 70 percent alcohol when soap and water not available, ensuring that employees are screened prior to the work shift and excluded from work if they are ill and regularly cleaning and disinfecting frequently touched objects and surfaces. Okay, so that is the order number 15 that was put in by Mayor Lida Krusen, at least what was tweeted an hour ago. The interesting thing about the private gatherings, they didn't mention church in this one. So I wonder how that plays out. She goes on to say, in the city, contract tracing tells us transmission is primarily happening among friends, family, and neighbors via informal gatherings around homes and neighborhoods. Um, so she sounds like the city of St. Louis is not going as far as the St. Louis County will be going. So we know that tomorrow at 830, you'll hear the press conference on KMOX. It sounds like they're going to be limiting businesses in the county as Sam Page will be going even further than what Mayor Lida Cruson is putting out here tonight. This is interesting because I feel like the city of St. Louis has done a much better job handling the coronavirus than the county. Certainly, financially speaking, they've done a fantastic job compared to the county and some of the ways that they've decided to spend uh, way too much money in areas that don't really need it. I think they've been more pragmatic in the city. But let's put it this way. Let's say Sam Page comes out tomorrow and he says, all right, 10% capacity, no indoor uh, restaurants. Uh, you got to eat outdoors and you can't sometimes even do that because you can only have a limit of 10. And, you know, the, the, the whatever comes out tomorrow and these numbers that you're going to see, uh, not people are not going to be happy with it. And just like we talked about all of this in the first hour, and maybe you didn't have a chance to hear it, but we did talk about this in the first hour. The restrictions are going to be coming tomorrow in the county. And it sounds like the city is taking a more, um, I guess, a more tiered approach as opposed to going straight at businesses right now, going to local gatherings, meaning if the evidence is you're passing this along with local gatherings, uh, as opposed to people getting this from business gatherings, then why try to increase the restrictions on businesses right now and hurt them? But the county, it doesn't sound like St. Louis County has that same problem with closing down businesses. They're fast to do it yet again. Mayor Lida Cruzan getting into it first. I mean, she puts this out tonight, knowing that the county has their own recommendations tomorrow morning, rushing to social media saying, oh, we better do this first. (laughs) Trying to get the scoop. So you heard the restrictions in the city. No house parties, dinner parties, celebrations, or any type of private social event or gathering. Um issue tonight does not replace any of the current health orders. All the other health orders remain in effect. Says that Dr. Garza and other public health officials have said stay at home uh, and extra restrictions aren't recommended at this time when it comes to bars and restaurants. However, we're committed to evaluating the data and adjusting for mitigation. That's interesting. So if Dr. Garza says that stay a full stay-at-home order is not recommended at this time, and restrictions on the bars and restaurants not recommended at this time. Why is the county going that way? 
We can take some of your calls at 314-436-7900. I'm seeing some text messages coming in. People are not happy. Sure, <laughs> I get it. You can call in your own displeasures. We can talk about this some more because over the last couple of hours of these Thursday night shows, we try to keep it a little bit easier for you to bring up whatever you need to bring up tonight. This is Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. So the health commissioner order in the city looks like they're ramping up some of the restrictions in order to fight COVID with the numbers increasing in this metropolitan area. So what they're saying is that private gatherings and out no more than 10 attendees prohibited. We're coming in towards Thanksgiving. So, oh boy, isn't that something? Um, and, and this is what they say, private gatherings. I wonder, too, what this means going into Thanksgiving, the soup kitchens, the churches, the organizations that normally do things for the homeless and people in need. Are they going to be able to put these on or is it every person for themselves? Sorry, you're out of luck. Happy Thanksgiving to you, courtesy of the city of St. Louis. So I wonder if that's going to be going down. County, same issues. 314-436-7900. And you can really talk about what you want to tonight. We try to keep things a little bit more flexible. Uh, Let's go to Barbara, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Yes, sir. Um, I was wondering why some of the young people voted for uh, uh, Joe Biden because he wanted to raise taxes and he wanted to get us in the uh, climate accord uh, and China doesn't have to get into it until 2030. So I just don't understand the young people, some of the young people. The China uh, involvement in the Paris Climate Accord is they gave a commitment, but their commitment was we're not actually going to be improving things until, you know, decades out. So they actually are in it. But their commitment is they don't do anything different right now. They haven't really committed to trying to improve things. What they did was they took something they were projected to do in the future and then say, okay, here's our projection. That's our goal. They haven't really committed to doing anything. It's it's kind of a farce. A lot of these countries did something very similar. Uh-huh. Why did the young people want to vote to raise their taxes? I don't think the young people look at it that way. I think when the young people... What they see is there's other people that have more wealth than they do. Obviously, when you start out, you're not going to be building a lot of wealth for yourself at a young age. In fact, you probably have debt, you know, student loan debts, uh, housing, cars, whatever that may be, credit card debt. So you look at those things and say, why is it that some people have more than I do? I've worked hard. And look at that. We need to make sure they pay their fair share. They say all of these things, and they think that the only ones impacted by it are the ones that actually have built wealth for themselves over the years. But that's not going to be the case when you start to look at the actual plan and you start taking some of these different tax credits away and things that were afforded to those in the lower tax brackets, um, they're going to find out when things start to change immediately on their pay stubs. You know, uh, what we saw when it comes to the payroll tax and some of these other things that were trade uh, changed under President Trump, that immediately you started to see these things happen on your day-to-day pay stubs and your checks that were coming in. You're, you know, it was a little bit at a time, but over the year, it does add up, sure. It's, it's definitely better than paying it the other way. So when things like that start to go away and they look and they say, oh, I'm not making as much as I used to, that's weird. Or let's say that Joe Biden ramps up Obamacare and calls it Biden Care, And then all of a sudden, the people they work for, oh, insurance rates went up. Why is that? Now I got to pay more for insurance. And they're just not going to be happy unless wages and things go up with it, which it probably won't when you discourage all of the economic growth that we've had. So they'll see it. It's just going to take them a while. I think that they don't look forward. They don't look ahead and realize these things would be coming. Okay. Well, thank you. 
Thank you, Barbara. Good to hear from you tonight. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Some some people texting in, limit personal gatherings. You got to be kidding me. No way I would obey their overreach rules. Kiss my... (laughs) I'm not reading the last one. (laughs) People are not happy with this. I hope I gave a pretty good summary to Barbara. Why do young people cheer for these tax reforms, these tax cuts. Well, keep in mind what's promised to them. They're pandered to, they're promised to over and over and over again. Oh, we're going to make things great for you. Oh, we're going to pay for this and we're going to pay for that and we're going to give you this. And as Rush Limbaugh very wisely pointed out, and I thought this was the way to point out, when Barack Obama ran for his second term and ultimately won and beat Mitt Romney, his summary was, it's hard to beat Santa Claus. The idea is we're just going to give you everything. And remember the mindset of the people that voted for Obama in the first term and then ultimately for the second. Oh, health care, it's just going to be given to you and you don't have to worry about it. And remember that they would talk to different Obama supporters and voters and they would say, you know, I got my Obama phone and he's going to pay my rent and I'm not going to have to work anymore and I'm going to be taken care of. And they were thinking, oh, this is just great. Somehow the math works out where you don't have to work and all of your wildest needs and dreams will be taken care of thanks to the U.S. government. And did that happen? No. I remember they did follow-up interviews with those people, and then they were felt very, um, very mad that all of their expectations were not met. Well, that's, I think, what happens a lot of times in the Democratic Party. They set these expectations that you're just, everything's going to be great. You're going to be living in the future, and this is what we need to do, and Sometimes the intentions are good and sometimes the intentions are not so good. But ultimately, when you put the plans in practice in real life and you see the real life implications of raising taxes, raising corporate taxes, taxing higher income earners, taxing business owners, what you normally see is all of the other things that go around with it. Eventually it hits you and you realize that you've been sold a bad bill of goods. All these promises are not true. What do you think will happen, though? If Bernie Sanders gets his way, let's let's tax Wall Street and we'll be able to pay for Medicare and Medicaid for all. Uh, probably not. So socialized health care, is that even a realm of possibility? I think that there's going to be big pushes for it. I think our health care system stinks. I mean, we got a bad health care system. I mean, don't I don't think anyone has looked at our health care system and said, oh, it's perfect. It's a well-oiled machine. <laughs> no, it's not. It's terrible. In fact, you find if you've ever looked at an itemized bill, if you've ever had to go to the doctor or the hospital for anything, and I'll take uh, our family as an example. We just had a baby girl, and you look at all the things that you were charged for, and you're like, whoa, whoa, why is that so expensive? Why does it cost uh, you know $1,600 to lay in a bed at a hospital overnight when really nothing was done other than you just laying there, and, and you know the, the nurse would come in once a once an hour for five minutes and just make sure things looking good. And that was it. And you're like, wow, $1,600. That's very expensive. But some, someone argue, okay, that's okay. But then you look and you're like, okay, um, th- this is just an example. It's not perfect example, but let's say you're given Advil or aspirin or something along the lines at a hospital and they'll charge you 50 bucks a pill because they can. And part of it is that the insurance company picks up a lot of this and they take advantage of the insurance companies. What does that ultimately do? It means your insurance costs are going to go up to offset these sort of things. And because it's taken care of or Medicare, Medicaid, the way that they build the government. 
things are a lot higher than it needs to be. In, in fact, if you were shopping around, you'd find out very quick that, hey, maybe I'd go somewhere else if I knew that this was what it would be, if there's some competition. But what happens when all of it's taken care of? Do you think it gets better? Do you think people are more frugal? No, it's, it's not that way. <laughs> Unless you're putting a cap on how much things could cost. And then what you find out is that these independent doctors, they don't want to do it anymore. You know, they don't want to have some sort of uh, a list of what they can charge for certain things. doesn't make any good on their promises and their bills that they have to pay for themselves. And who knows what loans they have for their business or their student loans from, you know, the very expensive medical schools that they go into. And same thing could be said for schools. You know, let's let's make college free. Let's forgive student loan debt. Let's do all of these things. Hey, all of these things sound great. But in practice, they're not. And I don't know. I See, I'm just ranting now. Barbara got me on this whole thing. Ultimately, the summary is, yeah, we got some systems that are screwed up. There's things that can make it better, but making it free definitely doesn't make it better. So I don't know why we equate everything that's free must be great if it's uh, to the end user. It's not really the case. All right. Let's go to Arthur, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, how you doing, Ryan? Good to hear from you, my friend. Doing good. Doing good. Thank you. That's why they got signed that uh, system. When you can't pay though, the, the house bill for 1600 find that the assistant will pay it for you. That, say what? Six thousand, I owe the house bill of $6,000, and they have financial assistance. They got a tax write-off for all the money that you can't pay your doctor bills. A lot of people don't know about that. Yeah, there is some of that medical costs that are out yeah, of they pocket. Pay, sure. They pay yeah. all your doctor bills and everything and financial assistance. Who does that? The house fillers do. When you, you can't pay the bills, they, they got financial assistance to pay, pay your oh, bill fi- off. Fina- I see. Uh-huh. Financial yeah, assistance. Uh, okay, I, I didn't catch that part. I just had a birthday party, sir. I had 50 people there. Everybody had masses on, and we had a good time. And Thanksgiving, I'm going to be with my family. I think 45 members will be there. Wow. Is that right? You want to make all these rules when you got to cook all this food and eat it with your family. That's what I want to ask you. What about the rules with eating with your family? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. They say you got to have 10 people and you can't have too many people eating dinner. Yeah, I'm looking at the... Are you in the city of St. Louis then, or are you in the county? I'm going to be in the city with my aunt. Let's stay over there in Nebraska. Okay, so they say private gatherings. This is what the order says. Private gatherings such as dinners, celebrations, social events. I guess Thanksgiving would be included. They say no more than 10 attendees, and you don't want any more than two families, two households together. Uh, You know that ain't going to work, Ryan. I got a lot of family members in my household. Yeah, that's not going to work for anyone. I don't. Everyone's going to look at that and they're going to say, "No, I don't think so. I'm just going to have my Thanksgiving the way I want to." Oh, okay. Can, can I'm sure I people have will. The way I want to, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Arthur, you have to make your own decisions on things. Are your neighbors going to call the police on you for doing this? <laughs> He'll call the cops. Hey, Ryan, I'm the police. all right very good thanks arthur good to hear from you tonight i appreciate that oh that's that's a whole nother question now are you going to have snoopy neighbors looking in and saying oh boy look at that three cars that means probably three households whoa boy 
we're in trouble now. Let's call the police. Are they actually going to have people actively enforcing these things on Thanksgiving night or, or during the day? Is that what's going to happen? I don't know. I guess that's a question that's yet to be answered, but I am wondering how many people listening to this are just going to go about doing what they're doing anyway and say, no, I don't think I'm going to limit my family gathering on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's we're, we're talking like we're two weeks out from it. Today is November 12th. The 26th is a Thursday, literally two weeks out. So if this health commission order is still in place by then, you're going to probably get a lot of people ignoring it to celebrate their Thanksgiving. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. I always like hearing from you. It's Overnight America KMOX. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Sports' most familiar rite of spring is now a fall classic. Golf's most prestigious event, the Masters. And this weekend, KMOX Sports brings it to you live. Coverage of the 84th Masters Tournament, third and final round, Saturday beginning at 11 a.m., Sunday morning beginning at 10. The Masters, hear it here on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Overnight America is live up until midnight. Then we have the replay hours. If you wanted to listen to the podcast, it's at Overnight America. Go find it. Go download it. Go subscribe. Tell your friends. If you want to put out a billboard on my behalf, you can do that. If you have a spotlight, something that you would use to call Batman to your property, put that out there, too, for Overnight America. That's very nice of you to do that. I don't know too many people that have Batman spotlights hanging around, but I guess it's a possibility. I like taking your calls, and this Thursday night, if you want to bring up something, you can at 314-436-7900. And Kelly is holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, yes, Ryan. Um, I knew that you were having a second baby, and I've been praying for you over the last several months. You have a healthy baby. And so I'm glad to hear that your son has a baby sister. <laughs> and I'm sure he's being a very good big brother, correct? Yeah, he's being great. He is someone that, it's funny because the baby grows so fast. So she's coming up on three months now, and she's been getting bigger and bigger. So the uh, my son doesn't grow as fast as the baby has been growing the last three months. So she has been coming almost too big to hold for him. You know, he's only six at this point. But he loves entertaining, dancing, and doing certain things to make her smile. So, yeah, it's been a great fit. That's wonderful, and I pray that they both continue to bless you for the rest of your life. Oh, they've been, and I'm sure they will, and what a great thing that you've been doing, Kelly. I, I really, truly, truly appreciate that, and I'm, thank you for thinking of me and keeping me in your prayers. You're very welcome. Love your show. You're very good. Thank you, Kelly. Have a great night. Oh, that's so nice. Producer Mike, right before we went back on the air, mentioned um, fans of the show, Overnight America. What should this group of fans be called? And he says the Wrecking Crew. It's not too bad. Member of the Wrecking Crew. 
I should probably do a fan club where, because I thought about doing this at one point, because I get these ads on social media that say, oh, you can make these pins or you can get custom printed things. And I thought, oh, that'd be kind of fun to get a custom printed something for people that are fans of the show and send them out to fans that enjoy listening to Overnight America. It's kind of like a little, oh, yeah, we know you're one of us marker that you can keep like a pin or a hat or something but i never uh, went through with it mostly because that involves me uh spending money and you know how cheap i am so i definitely am a tightwad as mike would say i there's a few things i wanted to get to and i didn't really have a chance to do it but in portland you're I, don't a know if you saw the story. I knew that was coming <laughs> i knew he had to have stopped everything and frantically looked for that drop <laughs> In uh, Portland, there's a city commissioner that was very upset. Her name is Joanne Hardesty, and she was so upset that she demanded $18 million be cut from the police budget. She said 911 calls are mostly unnecessary. You know, cops are the bad guys in Portland, and they're the ones that are really causing all the problems, not the ones that are looting and burning and taking over city blocks and uh, shooting. And, you know, these, these are not the problems. In fact, it's the police, so let's cut money from their budget. And 911, pretty much unnecessary. So she found herself in a situation to call 911 for something that was completely unnecessary, which was she ordered a Lyft. And a Lyft is kind of like a taxi. So you've heard of Uber. Lyft is another one like that. Those are the two most popular services. You would use an app, and you use that app to summon a driver. And it's all done through the app electronically. You know, you pay the person, and you could give them a tip, and... You rank them, you know, hey, good service, bad service type of deal all through this, your electronic device. And it should go pretty seeming, seamlessly. For the most part, good things happen, right? It's it's not an issue. People get to their to and fro. Some people like it more than taxis. Some people look at it as less reliable, um, more dangerous. It just all depends on how you look at it. But there's no denying that there are millions of people that use these ride-sharing services, makes money to the people driving it around, saves them money if you're a driver, whatever, or uh, if you're a passenger. So she calls one of them, she gets picked up, and there was a dispute, apparently, between the driver and the person, this uh, council person, this commissioner in Portland. The dispute started when the Lyft driver said, because of COVID, we cracked the window so we get airflow. So we're not just in stagnant air all day. So when you are someone that are picking up strangers and for limited periods of time, I can see why you'd be concerned based on the times we live of getting exposed to COVID. Because if someone pops in and you're breathing the same air all day, it's uh, more likely for you to get this stuff in there unless you're recycling this air. This is something that the driver said uh, Lyft recommended or told them to do. Even if it's just a thing that the driver wants, totally entitled to do this sort of thing. Uh, however, this county commissioner did not like it, said, hey, uh, can you not crack the windows? And he said, no, I'm going to crack them. I, we, I want the airflow coming in. And this is what I've seen happen online. There are times when passengers get belligerent, angry. And keep in mind, this driver has zero obligation to keep this person in their car if he doesn't feel safe with a person in the car or they're getting harassed or verbally assaulted or in some cases even assaulted, you have zero obligation to have them uh, stay in your car. You can pull over and kick them out anytime you want. Now, this is um, 
where I think a lot of people look at the situation and was the person giving them a hard time or not. Well, you know what normally happens is these drivers keep little cameras inside of their car so they could record, and there's no dispute if there's any sort of allegation against the driver in there. So when Joanne Hardesty alleged that um, wouldn't uh, put the driver, the Richmond Frost is his name, refused to put the windows back up, apparently that uh, things got a little bit bad. She was getting loud, angry, whatever it was, according to this article from the Daily Mail. And then they, uh, he said, all right, fine, I'll just kick you out. All right, if you don't want to comply with this, I'm sorry, you got to go. Bye. So he attempted to leave her and kick her out at a gas station. That's where he saw it was the most likely safe place for her to go, like a public place. She refused to get out of the vehicle, so he called the cops, said, hey, I got an unruly passenger that I'm trying to kick out of my car. I want her out. I told her to get out. She doesn't have any right to be in here, so she's not getting out. It's like, you know, trespassing in that case. Can you come help me? So 911 shows up. She calls 911 because she feels, oh, I don't, I don't want to get kicked out. Like somehow he has some sort of obligation in a way that um, it's, it's her rights are being taken away by not getting this. And keep in mind, she does not have rights for a private individual to drive her anywhere. Uh, keep in mind, normally when these things happen, you get refunded. But you also get put on a list that you are unruly and you have a hard time being uh, a passenger, and that gives a warning to all the other drivers in the future. I know there's probably some Lyft or Uber drivers that could tell us a little bit better about the system. If they may be listening right now, feel free to call in. But I believe these drivers have every right to do this. If they don't want to have someone in their car, they don't need to have that person in their car. They don't have to pick that person up. They don't. It's not like they're being denied basic human rights because they have to be forced to take someone into their car. None of these things are true. If you get a bad vibe about someone, you feel like there could be a problem. You feel like they're verbally abusive. Maybe they're drinking, drunk, about to puke, whatever. So there's all kinds of circumstances where you don't want a person in your car. I don't think you have to have them in there. And there's all kinds of videos I've seen online, people posting them online as drivers. They show you how unruly and terrible some of these people can be, how entitled they feel. And I can see this commissioner doing that exact same thing and making it into a video compilation sometime in the future. Uh, that's where we are. I wanted to share that one quick story. 314-436-7900 and 800-925-1120. I wanted to talk also about city planning. There's apparently urban planners are now trying to figure out ways to compact urban areas to try to get everything you need in a small amount of space. Then on top that in with something that will be changing at least some cities. Apparently the flying car has been developed in this year and they could start becoming mainstream. Isn't that a little bit scary? I saw the BBC do an article on this. In fact, one of our listeners sent that to me, uh, Patrick in DC. So we might talk about that too, but feel free to get in here if you'd like. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. And Overnight America is here. We spend a lot of time every night, but then eventually we do go our own ways for a few days. That's what we normally call the weekend. So if you want to spend some time with us before it's too late, 314-436-7900. And let's take a couple calls. Michelle is holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Yes, thank you. I just wanted to make a comment on the last situation with the, the driver, and I mm -hmm. told the gentleman that answered, 
we were in, in West Palm in a very nice, very nice area. And my my son, not my son, my grandson, I was like 22, on break, whatever, and and they got an Uber, which was smart. But he had, they had shots, obviously, and he got sick in the Uber on the way back. Oh no! And it was well, you know what? He did he he drank beer. He was stupid to do shots anyway. It was three hundred and thirty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. Bill to clean this up. Sure. And I got it. You know, I, I understood it. And they had the credit card. So anyway, I I paid his friend for it. But now I would be very, very skeptical of picking up people in this, unfortunately, in what we're living. So this man had every right to do what he did. Yeah. And all the drivers do have that discretion. And they don't really have... It's not like there's some constitutional right that you are you have to take someone and give them a ride if you don't want to. So, yeah, you're right. And you know the sad thing with these Uber vehicles, there's certain regulations how old your vehicle can be. It has to be a newer vehicle. It ain't cheap when you get newer vehicles and then you have to go clean them and then you lose all that time to go take them somewhere to get detailed. It's pretty terrible. Do they pay? Do they know what they get paid? I don't. I don't know anything you know, about it. Some people say you can do good, but, man, you have to factor in the cost of gasoline. Right now it's low, which is good for them. But then you yeah. have to factor in other things like, you know, the, the wear and tear on your car. Yeah, and the mileage Absolutely. and all that. And it doesn't get any better. You know, there was a time where this was pretty lucrative in the sense that people really enjoyed the flexibility of doing it. But lately they keep cutting away at the people's uh, ability to make money. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, I thought it would be good for business people to and from the airport because for whatever was going on with taxis i don't know but it's i don't know our 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 world right now i feel so bad for people and now they're we're getting ready to get shut down again as you know yeah it's bad as you know anyway that's all i have to say thank you all right well thank you good to hear from you tonight michelle let's go to bob who's holding on welcome to overnight america yes sir Mm mm-hmm Hi, go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I, I missed it earlier in your show, your person that answered the phone. I was curious to know what happened to the young lady that run the marathon or whatever it was this morning. Yeah, Amy Mark scores is part of the Charlie Brennan show, and she, for uh, the charity of Backstoppers, decided to run for, was it six straight hours? And she didn't exactly know how far she would run in six hours this is the most she's ran she ended up running a total of 45.4 miles she says that's the farthest she's ever gone in a single run that's just remarkable i complain if i'm in the car for 45 minutes driving 45 miles can't imagine what it would be like to run for six hours and 45 miles she ended up raising uh 54 dollars somewhere in there so pretty remarkable she did a great job for backstoppers that's great. I think I could do it if somebody was chasing me. I don't know. How long do you think you would last, honestly? Oh, about a mile. Yeah, and then you'd be done. Even a mile yeah. is far anymore. Hell, I, I'm I 87 think about years things. old. Yeah, boy, Bob, you're giving yourself a mile. That might be a little more. That might be generous. With Overnight America, it, it's been there for a long time. Why do you want to change it? 
change the name of the show? No, no, no. no. We're talking about changing nothing. In fact, it was producer Mike who brought up the question, what should the listeners of Overnight America be called? So as a collective, if there's some sort of an affectionate name of the people that listen to the show, if there's that sort of, uh, uh, you know, what would you name the people that listen? So we're trying to figure that out. You could call me dummy because I didn't catch it the first time you had it on. <laughs> but I, I listened to Cam Wex in the morning, but I very seldom turn it on during the day. Yeah, so we should call the, the listeners the dummies? Is that yeah, what we could should be. Do? <laughs> All right, Pop, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's not bad. Oh, we're, we're the dummies. I wanted to do this from the BBC real quick. We're actually seeing the future in front of us. Oh, everyone thinks the future is being able to talk into a smart device with your native language, and then it does whatever you want. You know, you'd say, hey, house, could you make me an egg salad sandwich? And then it pops out, kind of like what you would do a replicator or whatever on Star Trek. So there's these new devices out there, something that have really captured the eye of sci-fi movies forever. The device is a flying car, and they say it could change the world. I'm looking at this thing. It looks more like a helicopter, so it's strange. So it has the legs of a helicopter, meaning if you know how a helicopter looks, it's kind of got the two ski poles on the bottom, you know, and it's got the door you'd open up, hop into this thing. It kind of looks like a cabin, like a helicopter would have, and then you'd have a pilot, which kind of like a helicopter would have. But instead of a spinning blade up top, it almost looks like there's just this metal circle, kind of like if you were to see a blade in the circumference of a blade where it would be, and it's framed. So you have all of these different bars in the middle, so it doesn't actually move like a helicopter would, but there are, looks like independent rotors and blades on top of it, kind of like a drone, and they look at this as a way to take you around. Some people look at this and say, this is the future. Kind of like our friends on the very famous show. When you think of a flying car, there's only one thing, obviously, that comes to mind. I know some people would think the flying DeLorean out of Back to the Future might be the first thing. But no, I think, obviously, the Jetsons, right? You probably do, too. And I really hope that these flying machines make that noise, too. I can't do it. I'm bad. Meet George Jetson. That's better. His boy, Elroy. Daughter, Judy. Coronavirus. Let's go to Sue, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Ryan, how about something just really simple? Yeah. You could call us the Overnighters. Overnighters. I like that. Because that also implies, of course, you're up late. So that's good. I like the Overnighters. That also implies what? That you're up late. So Overnighters. So yeah. it kind of gives uh, an idea a little bit of what the show is all about, being late at night. Yep. That's not bad. Do you like that better than the dummies? <laughs> I do. I don't want to be called the dummies. <laughs> I might right. be, but I won't. I don't want to be called that. I get it. I love it, Sue. Thank you for calling in. Have <laughs> okay, a good night. Right. Bye. <laughs> the overnighters. That's not bad. Dwayne is calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. 
Good evening. The the uh, night squad. Oh, the night squad. Like um, squad. SQ. Because I, when I think of squad, I almost think of the super progressive congressmen, uh, congresswomen. I guess the squad. So the in my mind, the connotation is we're like super progressive in that sense. I I like the night squad though. All right. You know, did you uh, were you a fan of Night Court? Uh, yeah, it was funny. Not bad. There might be a play on there somewhere, like the Night Court Squad. You know that they were a squad. So there's there might be a play on the characters. Like, uh, what's the uh, if we were characters in a show, what would they be called too? So I I think we can play off of that. Dwayne, thank you very much for your call. Good to hear from you. You bet. Bye. Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. Is this one of the best theme songs of all time? Daughter Judy. Jane, his wife. You got some really good sound effects in that. Zip. Good old Jetsons. Doesn't get better than that. We'll take some more of your calls in our final hour of Overnight America for the week. We hope that we can. Enjoy a little bit more time left on Overnight America KMOX. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.